Welcome to the Tabernacle Place Pentecostal Broadcast. We are glad that you have tuned in today to hear the Word of God. Isn't it wonderful and so refreshing that when you tune to this station, you hear the Bible preached, you hear the Word of God come to you with power and anointing and the sin, it lifts your spirit and brings you in the presence of God. We are glad that you're, you have tuned in. Let me invite you to call your friends and invite them to tune to this station today and next week and the weeks to come because God is in this broadcast. God bless you as you call your friends. for tuning to the Tabernacle Praise broadcast. Our mailing address is the Tabernacle Praise Pentecostal Church, Box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, T98-3G6. I'm so happy to report we are adding new station to our broadcasting network. God is moving in such a tremendous way, and souls are hearing the Word of God. We are sending out free tapes to different parts of the province and people are writing asking for information on more about baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and the Godhead. And I'm so happy that this is happening. That's what this is all about. You have been taken for a ride for so long, it's about time someone level with you at no charge. That's what we're here for, to help you and to communicate with you. Now, I have a book I would like you to have free, no strings attached. Just write for this book called How to Receive the Baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you can take your Bible and check it through from start to end, and you'll find it very valid. So write to the Tabernacle of Praise, Pentecostal Church, Box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, T9H3G6. And incidentally, write for this tape at the end of this broadcast. You can have it. Enjoy this music right now. It's free. We want you to have it. the world and its money, your castles tell that they dream the sky above, when you No. 
to the kingdom of God, Matthew 16, 19, and one apostolic doctrine, Acts 2 and verse 42. Now, there are biblical signs of a true believer. Mark 16, 17 tells us what the sign of a believer should be. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They shall drink deadly things and will not hurt them. And the Bible tells us they will pray for the sick and they shall recover. Jesus Christ gave us some signs and signals to look for of a true believer. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, After ye believe, ye were sealed with the Spirit of promise. This is speaking of the event of Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to verse 6. Now, the biblical signs of the new birth. How can we tell if you have the new birth experience? John 3, 5 to 8 tells us, Jesus Christ tells us, that everyone that's born of the Spirit maketh a sound. What is that sound? We can know what that sound is if we will track the records in Acts chapter 1 to the last chapter in the book of Acts that will tell us what to look for. Now, let's examine the apostolic teachings <coughs> Excuse me, concerning the faith. We will find there that there is unanimity among the disciples and also there is a common thread experience among all baptized believers. Now, in Acts 2.14, Peter stood up with the eleven. In Galatians chapter 2 and verse 2 to verse 10, we find that Paul compared his notes with the rest of the disciples, Peter, James, and John. In Acts 15, the first church council, we find that they unanimously come to an agreement that was to be binding on all the Gentile churches of their day. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 16, Peter endorsed Paul's writing as being authentic. We find Acts chapter 8 and verse 14 to 15, we are told that there was a joint effort between all of the apostles and the evangelists Philip to help the Samaritans to receive Bible salvation. That's found in the book of Acts chapter 8. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14, we find that the church in Thessalonica became followers of the churches in Jerusalem and in Judea, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 14. What we notice there is that there was a common faith. That's why Jude wrote, contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There are not two ways to be saved. Jesus says, I am the door. And by me, if you're going to be saved, you must come by this door. And the keys to that door are the keys that he gave to Apostle Peter and the rest of the apostles, which they used in Acts 2.14 when they all stood, all 11 apostles stood and used the keys to let the first Jews into the church and then afterwards to marry and then the Gentiles and so on to the 20th century. So we find all the apostles agreed on doctrine. They agreed in belief. Now, let's do a case study and see if we can identify when a person is really saved. According to the Bible, Cornelius is a good example. Let's look at the post-visitation of Peter at that house. In Acts chapter 11 and verse 4, 
Peter rehearsed to the church in Jerusalem that he was sent to that home to tell Cornelius how to be saved. That's why Peter was there. He was sent in Acts chapter 11, verse 14. He says that uh, Cornelius was told by an angel that sent for Peter, who will tell thee words whereby thou and thy house shall be saved. Common sense says, let's go back word and check and see what Peter said to Cornelius because Cornelius was acting on the direction of Jesus Christ as he spoke to him in his house. Notice, Christ didn't tell uh, Cornelius how to be saved. He simply said, Peter has the key. Call for him. He's by one Simon at Tanner, somewhere there in Joppa. Bring him over to your house and he will tell thee words whereby thou and thine house shall be saved. Now, that's the post story in Acts chapter 11, verse 13 to 14. Please get your Bible out and read it right now. Now, in Acts chapter 10, we, we get a resume on this man called Cornelius. Feared God, gave much alms, was praying about the ninth hour, the usual time that Jews pray, and there he was praying, he fasted often, feared God over his house, but the Bible said he was not saved. He was walking in the light that he had, but he needed true Bible salvation based on the New Testament plan that God had in store for man. Now, there are two ways to be saved. Only one way to be born in this world, the way God ordained it to be. Now, in Acts chapter 10, we are told that uh, Cornelius, his resume is, he was a centurion of the Italian man. <laughs> Excuse me, a devout man. Feared God with all his house, gave much alms to the people, prayed to God always, had a ninth-hour vision, and was instructed to send for Apostle Peter. Why? Because he shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. Acts 10, 6. That's what the Bible said. Now, I'm a Bible preacher. I'm preaching the Word of God from the Scripture. I'm not giving you my opinion. If you're honest, you'll take your Bible out and follow along with me like this church does. You understand? Follow with the Bible, and you will know what I'm talking about. Now, Cornelius said he is here ready to hear all things that God commanded Peter to tell him and other people. Acts 10, 33. Now, Peter began to use the keys of Matthew 16 verses 18 to 19 and John 20 and verse 21 23 in the house of Cornelius. The keys would be used to remit the sins of Cornelius and his household. And so John 3 5 to 8 would become a reality to the house of Cornelius. Once he obeyed the instruction that the man with the plan and the key states. And so we find in Acts 10.43, Peter began to preach and said, Whosoever believeth on Jesus shall receive remission of sins. Acts 10.44, while Peter spake those words, the Holy Spirit fell upon Cornelius' household as Peter preached the dynamic word of God to the household. Now, as Peter preached, the Holy Ghost fell. Then we notice when the Holy Ghost fell, and here's how we know the Holy Ghost fell. Because in Acts 10, 45, 
those Jews, the brethren that went with Peter to Cornelius' house, which was a no-no in their day, but God said, what well, I've cleansed, don't you call common or unclean. God speaks of this, those things which are not as if they were already done. God speaks of the end even from the beginning. So God anticipating that he would cleanse uh, Cornelius' house, said, go, Peter, doubting nothing. Preach to him. Tell him what he needs to hear. And so the Jews that came with Peter in chapter 10 and verse 45 of Acts were amazed that they received the Holy Ghost as at the beginning because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Notice, there were no interpretations of the tongues. It did not say the Jews that were there understood what those tongues meant. But the Jews there interpreted in their own mind that what's happening at Cornelius' house was exactly what happened in the day of Pentecost. They went back to the beginning. Why so many churches are so stubborn that they will not go back to the beginning, it's beyond logic and reasoning. Acts 11 and verse 15, Peter said, As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Cornelius was not preaching to the Jews in tongues. Tongues are not for preaching. Tongues is a sign that you are experiencing Isaiah 28 and verse 10 to 12 refreshing. They're experiencing the stammering lips and other tongues. Hebrews chapter 4, 1 to 4 says, we that do believe have entered into that rest. And it's God speaking to them through tongues. They were not speaking to men, they were speaking to God. And so if you don't have an experience, then you don't have nothing that's valid. You have a think-so religion. You have a think-so salvation. Paul said in Acts in 1 Corinthians 14, that in verse 21, in the law it is written, with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people. And yet for all this they would not hear, just like you won't hear. You don't want to hear this. You don't want to believe this. You want to have your own way. You're going to end up like the foolish virgin who had no oil in the lamp. The lamp was your vessel, your body. It's symbolic of your body. The oil is the Holy Spirit. You think you've got the Spirit. The Bible says, examine yourself. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5 to 6. Whether the Holy Ghost is in you or not. You refuse to do that, right? Therefore, you're going to be caught unprepared. And when you realize you need it, it's going to be too late. Because you ran out of time. Now, the Bible said he would speak to us with standing lips and other tongues. Cornelius was not saved in Acts chapter 10 and verse 1. He was not saved even as far as up to, notice there, up to verse, uh, verse 6. He says, send for Peter, he will tell you what you need to do. I'll try to tell you the same thing, what you need to do. Now, after chapter 10, 45, we find in verse 47, Peter commanded them that they should be baptized in water as in Acts 2.38 commandment. Now, Peter commanded, I, I suspect, 
that Peter had to force Cornelius to submit to water baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So after Acts 10, 48, Cornelius was saved. How do we know that? Because of Acts chapter 11, 15. And read next three, four verses, about from 15 to 18, you realize the Jews in Samaria rejoice that the Gentiles have received salvation. Now, if you have an experience that does not coincide with what I have just said, there's a cause for concern. You need to go back to the scripture and check your life out. Jesus has searched the scripture. For if you think you have eternal life. Now, I know you're saying, what about the thief on the cross? Well, let's talk about him. The thief on the cross, I suspect he was a Jew. Therefore, from his youth, he was circumcised the eighth day since his birth. Correct? Now, if he was, he had a problem. He broke all the Ten Commandments, which was stealing. When one steal, it was okay to kill that person, just like when he committed adultery. So he was dying for his thievery. Now, it just so happened on the cross, Jesus Christ was there, just like Mr. Opportunist, ready to forgive sins. That man looked at Jesus Christ, confessed his sins, admit he broke on the Ten Commandments. There was no need for him to be baptized because baptism was not yet revealed as, until Acts chapter 2. And so the thief on the cross, all he needed was forgiveness. The one that the Lord giver was Jesus Christ. He was qualified to forgive him of his sins. Just like he forgave, forgave Peter, who said, Lord, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. And the Lord forgave Peter, called him into his faith, and said, Peter, now your name is written in heaven. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Peter's name on the Old Testament plan was written in heaven because he followed Jesus Christ, he confessed his sins, and then the Lord used him in Luke chapter 10. The thief on the cross, he received salvation just like Peter. Amen. God Peter says, Lord, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. Do you remember that story, friends? When Peter saw the, the, the miracles, draw for fishes, he says, I'm a sinful man. And the Lord said, from now on, come follow me and catch men. And thereon he walked with the Lord. So when the Lord forgave him of his sins, he was saved under the Old Testament plan. What did the Lord tell the rich young ruler when he asked, what must I have? What must I do to have eternal life? Jesus told him, keep the Ten Commandments. Because he was, really, he was already circumcised, there was no need of them to be circumcised. But that he had to keep the Ten Commandments. Now, this thief on the cross uh, confessed his need for salvation. The Lord forgave him, and that was the last person that got saved under the Old Testament law. How do we know that? Because the law and the prophets were told John. And the thief on the cross, and he was the last person got saved on that plane. And the Bible tells me that Jesus Christ died under the law. Now, anybody who survived after Calvary had to be resaved. Here's the example, Acts chapter 19. John the Baptist's disciples, they outlived Calvary and lived in the new dispensation. And Acts chapter 19, 1 to 5, told them they had to be resaved. And so Paul led them from the Old Testament and said, now follow the New Testament plan. So you see, friend, you cannot hold to the thief on the cross. If you're a thief, then you're going to get in some other way. 
God, I hate to call you a thief, but you know, if you try to get in some other way, friend, then, you know, you, you got problems here. Yeah. Don't climb in by the window. Come up by the steps, the door. You need the keys in your hand. You understand what I'm trying to say here? Say, so I'm saying on the law, you, kept, you keep the Ten Commandments and you're saved. That's all you got to do. Keep the Ten Commandments and you're saved. That man broke it and was on his way to hell. Jesus Christ stopped him halfway and brought him into paradise. And the New Testament plan, nobody, nobody were ever told they need to keep Moses' law to be saved. Acts chapter 15, some Judaizers try to do that, and Paul straightened them out. And Peter says it wasn't necessary, and, and, and so on. Why? Because God wrote the laws in our heart. So what must I do to be saved? You need to repent of your sins, get baptized by full immersion into the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the evidence of speaking in tongues, then you don't have that sound spoken up in, in, in John 3, 5 to 8, and you are a stillbirth, and you don't have the new birth yet. You might be born, but you're stillbirth. You need a living birth where you make a sound, right? When you're born again, every child is born making a sound. That sound is speaking in tongues, for they heard. When your baby was born, they listened for a sound. If there is no sound, then you're a stillbirth. Sir, madam, you need to get out of the false religion you're in. Nobody ever accepts Christ as a personal savior. The Philippian jailer, he was not saved by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Tell your theologians to read the rest of the chapter that he was baptized the same night. Paul didn't change his message later on. He preached Acts 19. You have just heard the truth proclaimed by the Tabernacle Place Church. Line up right to the Tabernacle of Grace, Box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, T9HTG6. That is Box 5634, Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, T9HTG6. And ask for this tape. Also ask to be enrolled in our Correspondence Bible Study Program and ask for the free copy of the booklet called The Pearl of Great Christ, and we will rush this to you as quickly as possible. Until then, this is Pastor Neal, wishing you all of God's blessing, and tune in next week for the remainder of this program. God bless you.